to the Dietitian Values Podcast, a space for conversations that go beyond lip speak, challenge the status quo, and hopefully create a space where we can learn and unlearn in connection and community. Join me, Laura Jean, accredited practicing dietitian, as I brain up my thoughts, chat with insightful guests, and create a space where we'll probably end up with more questions than answers, but also a space for encouraging and inspiring accountable action. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of The Dietitian Values. This is the third and final part of the series that I have been talking about money, money and values. We did part one was around pricing, part two around finance and goals um, around money in your business. And today I want to talk about money and mindset, not so much money mindset, but money and mindset. So let's dive in. So first, before we talk about maybe what comes up for you when you think about money mindset, first, I just want to talk about the word mindset or what what it comes to me. So mindset, like as a basic word, is the set of your mind, the state of your thoughts, like what's going on in your head, right? Um, however, it's definitely a term that I think has been co-opted by the, uh, you know, the online, particularly business culture. Um, and even, you know, in the, in the, dieting um, space, I think mindset, you know, it's often more the word willpowers and, um, you know, things like that. So let's just talk about a little bit. So the word mindset itself is, you know, a pretty benign word. However, what it is used to represent or what it is used to gloss over or ignore, I think is where the problems come in with this word. So thinking about our mindset, which is just our thoughts around money can be a really important start. But when we put things down to it just being a mindset issue, quote unquote, um, then we can really undermine the bigger picture things at play. So I've been hanging out in the online world since 2010, learning and doing courses and things. And and let me tell you, the very, those like 2010 to 2000 and well, probably even now, but like in those early days when, well, probably from my perspective, when I was still figuring it out and doing courses and listening to people share their experiences and their, you know, quote unquote, um, strategies, um, it was really the wild west (laughs) of, uh, of, 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 of things. So a lot of stuff, I kept coming up against this whole concept of mindset, a lot of stuff was put down to it being a mindset issue. And to be honest, a lot of the things blamed or um, like, you know, put down to mindset were things, what it often felt like and still does when I read posts about this from certain types of um, business coaches or online, you know, um, so-called experts, is that a lot of things that are not individual problems become individualized and when they don't work it's put down to a mindset issue and the parallels between how when a diet fails a client you know and the humans we work with are you know internalize the blame are are, you know they're pretty it's almost like a, a, a single line you know it's not necessarily even parallel so let's think about mindset so if we're going to use the word mindset let's just break it down to be really neutral to being the set of our mind the thoughts what's going on in our head rather than a catch-all, like as if there's like a mindset issue, like mindset's just this really big, um, yeah, catch-all phrase for everything that happens in our thoughts. Because there's some things that can can happen. Um, there's some things that can influence us. There's things outside of um, our individual experience that do impact on how we 
feel about money, how we interact with money, how we make decisions and choices. So firstly, I want to talk about um, values, of course, because you know I love talking about values. So firstly, when it comes to things around money. So so let's say you've got some stuff, thinking about, talking about, um, you know, money, uh, making money, setting prices, all these things. It, it brings stuff up. It makes you feel some sort of way. Let's, let's label it as that. You feel a certain way when the money stuff comes up. Where might that be coming from? Sure, it might be coming from your mind, but it can also be coming from a lot of places. So firstly, values. So I've talked before about the layers of values. So you've got your values, of course, the values that you hold in your core. Um, And then you've got all of the layers of the spaces you've interacted with, your family of origin values, educational institutions, religious institutions, community spaces, the culture and society that we are part of. We live in a capitalist culture. And so the values around money that are floating around us. So there's lots of values that have to do with money and many things that influence us, that we are influenced by or that we are just exposed to. It's the water we're swimming in. And so when you come up against a disconnect, a feeling some sort of way around money, the first place that I would encourage you to look at is in your values is to really And this is why it's really important to get clear on your values and know your values so that you can actually then like cross check the thoughts or the ways you're showing up against your values. So if you have certain kind of ways of thinking or interacting with money, does that align with your values? Whose values is coming up could be another thing that you could ask yourself. Like, where did I first hear that? And again, if you work in the non-diet space, maybe when somebody shares a, a thought they have around their body, like a, like a way they feel about their body or food, one of the questions that I would use, and I, I don't know if you use this yourself in your practice, is, you know, who, where did you first hear that? Who first told you that? And we, what we're doing there and what I'm doing here, encouraging you to think about, is to think about, like, is this your own? Or was this given to you? Was this idea about money? So let's think about some of the really common ones, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, um, you know, the idea that you must work really hard to be able to have money or that people who have a lot of money are, you know, maybe greedy or X, Y, Z, you know, I'm just some some general things. So you might have a whole lot of ideas. So you might find it useful to jot down what are the thoughts that you have about money or what do you think about people who have a lot of money? What do you think about people who don't have any money? What do you think about people who try and make more money. So writing down like some of this stuff and to look at it, whose values are these? Whose values are showing up? Are they your values? Are they your family's values? Are they the values of the profession? So if we think about dietetics, there's some specific values around money. I feel like there's an idea that making money as a dietitian is somehow antithetical to um, to being a dietitian to supporting people in, in an ethical and, um, you know, within our code of conduct. Um, I don't agree with that. I'm just stating what I sometimes see as, as like a value that, that the profession of dietetics have, or we could even go wider in the healthcare profession. So let's have a look at that. So that's one thing to think about, like whose values is it? When things come up around money for your thoughts, another thing to kind of cross-check is like who benefits from you having that thought about money? So if we think about that idea of dietitians or health professionals, helping professionals shouldn't earn money from helping people. One, the whole idea of helping, quote unquote, is problematic, but uh, let's not get into a big tangent, you know me and my tangents, but it, it can be a way to think, well, who benefits when we think about it that way? So if you 
hold a belief or a thought, a mindset that dietitians shouldn't earn money, physio shouldn't earn money, health professionals shouldn't earn a lot of money, like, you know, should should earn, of course, be paid for their work, but shouldn't be like earning lots of money off people. Like, let's say if as a profession we hold that, like who benefits from that? Like in the traditional system, the people who hold the money and the power benefit from that, right? Um, you don't benefit from that. Sometimes the humans that you provide your services to can benefit if the actual system's set up properly and actually supportively. But if we go the next step, and these two questions um, from Kelly Deals, which I find really helpful, so who benefits? Because sometimes you can go, well, actually the humans we work with benefit if we don't charge a lot. So then the next question we can ask is who gets off the hook? Who gets off the hook when you undercharge? Who actually basically gets away with extracting and exploiting? Um, you as a resource or the humans you want to work with or whatever it might be. And often it's the people, again, who hold power and who hold money in our in our society or in our systems. And so if we bring this back to, one, your values, but also the idea of building a human-centered business, it's not very human-centered. And I talked about this a little bit, um, well, a lot in the last previous two episodes as well, that, you know, you don't want to be actually um, – burning yourself out, building a business not sustainable, but also oppressing yourself from actually being able to access the resources you need from being able to get your needs met. So we can look at our values. We can look at like who benefits and who gets off the hook. We can think about that when it comes to some of the thoughts, values, ideas, mindset that you might have about money. We can also look at remembering, centering ourselves where we are. So we are in a capitalist system, right? A capitalist system that requires us to actually pay to have our basic needs met. Food, shelter, connection, security, basic human needs. To actually access those in our culture, we have to pay money, right? So having certain ideas about money, a lot of the times these ideas can be actually ideas to uphold the status quo, right? So if we think that you have to work hard to get money, right? So therefore the people who don't have money are the people who don't work hard. Like if we if we if we use this circuitous kind of route. So therefore what where if we hold that belief then then the the flip side of that coin is the people who don't have money haven't worked hard. And of course in our culture, because one of the values is hard work, right? Productivity working hard because the system benefits from us internalizing that so that if you don't have money, it's your fault because you haven't worked hard, right? So it's the same as if you don't lose weight, it's your fault. You didn't work hard enough. You didn't stick to the diet. And it's the same system. It's the same values that come through. So what I would really offer up if you have what would have what in the kind of traditional skeezy ass online business world, um, traditional kind of like marketing space is often called like a mindset issue around money or where you've got to work on your money mindset. The things that I would really encourage you to do is get curious. First, get curious on, you know, making sure you know what your values. Get curious whose values are showing up, who benefits from when you when you hold that idea or belief around money or where you act into it, who gets off the hook. And what are the very systems around us that are actually encouraging you and me and everyone else to act into this belief, to actually act this out? And get curious, question it. Build your 
you know, critique of it. Um, read books, follow people who are looking at money through an abolitionist framework, for an anti-capitalist framework. Does that mean you have to be those things? No. What it does, though, is encourages you to look at money or to consider different viewpoints around money because often what we've all been exposed to is a very capitalist, hierarchical, power-driven idea and relationship with money. So looking at um, other ways of considering money or other ways of building relationship with money and with yourself and with money in your business so that you can just challenge it. Or as a minimum, start with your values and look at money through your values lens. So if I think of some of my values around fairness and justice, around building spaces uh, where people can feel connected, where people can feel basically belonging and things like that, then if I overlay that with money, then I can look at money through a very different lens than if I'm thinking of money through those hierarchical power over um ideas, um, worthiness, money, you know, money as a money as a sort of like a sign of worthiness, you know, similarly to weight. And I think if you are in the non-diet space or you um, work with humans like in that weight inclusive way, if you spend some time and again, get super curious, you can probably see some very big similarities between how diet culture positions uh, weight to how business culture positions money. And the reason is because the values underlying them all are the same. They're the values of a supremacy-based capitalist patriarchal society. So when you come up against what, like I said, is traditionally considered a money mindset issue, I'd really encourage you to get super curious. And then once you've done some curious digging, questioning, and some critiquing, start connecting, connecting to your values, connecting to what you hold true, connecting to where you want to go, connecting to what money is in aid of for you. Um, and then also bringing compassion, bringing compassion for yourself, bringing compassion for other people um, so that, yes, you may have hold, held beliefs around money or beliefs around other people and money and just bring some compassion to that. And recognizing, again, that this is the water we're swimming in, right? This is on purpose that we have thoughts about money. Um, and at the end of the day, it's generally in aid of, like if we think about who gets off the hook, it's in aid of the people who have money and resources being able to hold on to those and being able to extract and exploit that money and resources out of the people who don't in whatever way. So if we think about the worker who goes to work and works 40, 60, 80 hour a week, and makes, you know, takes home a wage. Often they're part of a system where there's some extraction going on in a capitalist system. Maybe they're working for like, you know, a billionaire and they're like, you know, paying the minimum wage. And so that's where the extraction's happening so that the person at the top can, can get all the money. Um, in the health system, what we're happening, what happens is it's it's to maintain that, you know, as a worker, you end up getting burnt out and used and overused and not actually um, compensated. Um, and it's it's another form of extraction and exploitation. And so when you are building your own business, we don't want to perpetuate that, right? So absolutely work in your mindset around money. And by mindset, I mean what you've got in your head around money. Work on what your values come up for you around money, whose values. Work on getting curious around who benefits from the thoughts and ideas that you hold around money. Um, money, what's happening in the system. The other piece is, of course, um, trauma. So if you have experienced um, or if it's something, you know, 
you need to work on or just doing your own work, you know, doing the work to heal things for yourself so that you're not actually acting into that within your business. So sometimes things that, again, get couched as a mindset issue can actually be things that are a lot deeper than that or a lot bigger than that. So absolutely still making sure that you have support if you need it um, around that side of things in relationship to money. If you grew up in um, an environment where resources, money, things were scarce or where um, those ideas and beliefs around money really impacted upon relationships and, you know, particularly for children to, to to actually form attachments and and gain a sense of safety and security within their family of origin. If that's interrupted and if one of the causes around that is money, there can be stuff, stuff to actually absolutely work on with a trained professional, not just, not as simple as repeating a set of affirmations around money. You know, it's actually really looking at it. You know, if we think about things like abundance mindset, abundance mindset what I think about with that is, I mean, you can think of it like really, really like, you know, surface level, like everything's abundant, but I, um, you know, and what will come to me is what I deserve or I don't like the word deserve, to be honest, um, which I've been influenced by <laughs> James Olivia Chuhilman, an inquisitive human around that one. Um, but really what that is, is actually just the fact that to me, when I think about that, what I think of is that all humans should be able to get their needs met and within our actual world and existence that can happen it's just that the systems and the spaces are not set up to that but I can't abundance mindset my way out of that if I'm very very in very really and very tangibly oppressed by the very system so yes I think thinking about our thoughts um, and repositioning them to really question it to actually really think about that they're that scarcity is manufactured, but also to know that scarcity is a very real trigger within humans and it's leveraged by the system around us. It's leveraged by people with power and people who want to hold on to that power and money for us to act into that. It's on bloody purpose is really just what I want to say. So yes, it can be things you're holding in your head, but it's not, doesn't mean it's all in your head, right? And it doesn't mean it's as simple as just changing your thoughts. However, you can get curious and critical and work on what's going on and building an awareness around that so that you can change your thoughts if that is where you want to go or working on healing what comes up for you around money um, and so that you can change your thoughts. Uh, But it's not as simple as just, you know, it's a mindset issue, you know, or you've got a mindset block or a money block. It's probably a values disconnect. It's probably just the fact that we're part of an oppressive, you know, Um, supremacy-based capitalist culture Um, or perhaps it's some stuff to heal for yourself personally as well but I really want to make sure that when you stop listening that you recognize that this is not an individual issue and any individualization of money is very similar to that individualization of weight um, etc. Now if you want to take that further and thinking about like, well, is it even about weight? Is it even about money? Listen to part two where we talk about um, finance and goals and money and values because often it's about what money is in aid of, which for most humans, it's about getting our needs and wants met. And unfortunately, we live in a culture that 
withholds those for us from us for money a lot of the time. And so, yes, there's often some things we need to get super curious about, super connected to around money and what goes on for us. So I'm going to leave you with that. Um, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts. Like I said, this wraps up a three-part series on money, part one around pricing, part two around finance and goals and money and values. And then today, just touching on money and mindset because the mindset thing's always been a bit of a bit of a gripe for me from the first time I heard it because you know as a health professional often working with people around you know real actually um you know being ex- being exposed to what people actually are managing and the more I go the deeper I go into social justice stuff to really unpacking the supremacy characteristics of our culture to unpacking all of the harmful capitalist kind of extraction and extortion that happens you know opening my eyes to that um the more that I see that a lot of the stuff the baggage that we have around money is on purpose and when we can know that it doesn't make it go away but it opens up the space for us to actually truly work on our mindset our thoughts because we can actually give that over there to the people who actually own that versus to ourselves um but it's a lot deeper than just changing our mindset. It takes work. It takes a real awareness of ourselves and our values, who we want to be, how we want to show up in the world, and actually the world we want to be part of. So I'm going to leave you with that. I hope this has been helpful, um, particularly this series. Catch up on the other two episodes if you haven't already. And if you've got any questions around money, around values and business that you would like me to cover in the podcast, this series was actually spurred on by some questions that people um, shared. But if you've got a question, then feel free to send it through to me over on IG at um, Dietitian Values or send me an email, laura at dietitianvalues.com because I'm always happy and open to answer your questions through the podcast. And um, just asking a little favor or a call to action, as they would say in the business world, if you have enjoyed this, if you think that, if you haven't already, I would love for you to subscribe to the podcast and pop a rating um, wherever you listen to podcasts. So if that aligns, if that's available to you, I would really love it. And I would be appreciative of any support in that way, just to get the word out there, to share the podcast and to allow it to be found by more people. Okay, I will leave you with it and I will chat to you again soon. Until then, bye for now. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you and the time you've given to me. If you like what you heard, please share it with your dietitian besties and subscribe on your platform of choice. Want more like this? Come follow along and continue the combo on Instagram where I hang out at Dietitian Values. I'm so grateful for you and the opportunity to connect. Have a good one. Catch you next time on the Dietitian Values Podcast. The Dietitian Values Podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the Ngambri and Ngunnawal people. I pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging.